I got a job as a Waffle House server that pays $2.92 an hour and now realize why there's a labor shortage, according to this article. And what's crazy enough, this lady ends up actually spending money to actually work at Waffle House. So let's check this out. Let's see. So as a new server at Waffle House, I earn $2.92 per hour plus tips. Remarkably, this is above the minimum wage for tipped workers, which currently sits at $2.13 an hour. But Waffle House is just a side gig for me. When I'm not at Waffle House, I'm a freelance writer and strategy consultant. During a cross-country road trip in 2021, I started noticing a rise in roadside restaurants desperate for workers. It made it seem like no one wants to work anymore, so I became curious about what it's like to work in the food industry right now. I started looking for a part-time job. After searching for a couple months, Waffle House gave me a chance, and I started working there once a week. The money isn't much, but what shocked me the most about serving at Waffle House isn't the pay, it's the cost of employment itself. I spend $12.58 to work at Waffle House each shift. There's no such thing as a free lunch, not even at Waffle House. Even though I make $2.92 an hour, I'm docked $3.15 per shift for a meal credit. Regardless of whether or not I eat anything, I basically work an hour for free. That's crazy to me. The special non-slip shoes I had to buy before my first shift cost me $28. The 14-mile round-trip commute to my restaurant comes to about $9.43 in unrealized commuting expenses. That seems a bit high. Interesting. Each week, around $3.75 is taken out for taxes, and these expenses all add up over time. In some ways, I'm paying for the privilege of working at a restaurant. I make about $75 in tips on average during a 7-hour shift as a server at a Waffle House. During my first four training shifts, I made $11 in tips. I knew I wasn't going to make much money during those shifts because I was basically helping my trainer run her section. I practiced taking orders, delivered food, and did most of the dishes. Aside from the $11 that a couple of customers gave directly to me, I didn't get any other tips, but I was okay with that. After all, this was my trainer's livelihood, not mine, and I earned an hourly rate of $12 during that time. After I completed my training, I was allowed to tend my own tables and keep 100% of my tips. In total, I've worked 54 full-time hours, spread out across 8.5 shifts, and I've earned about $343 in cash tips. This includes a couple of pennies I found on the floor. This is my first time working solely for tips, and it's confusing. I've worked in the service industry before, but not solely for tips. In America, servers are legally compensated at an actual poverty wage. The justification is that customers are expected to tip the waitstaff, but that's not always the case. Restaurants are supposed to pitch in with a tip credit to bring servers up to an unofficial minimum wage that varies by state. 
My pay stubs have shown several different pay rates, $2.92 or $3.13 and $12. It's confusing. I think the $12 was my training rate. Either way, I was told I'll never make less than $11.50 an hour. Another thing that surprised me about working at Waffle House is that I'm not always tending to customers. There's other work that has to be done too. I have to sweep the floors, clean my own dishes, and refill the salt and pepper shakers at my tables. But dirty floors and stacks of dishes don't leave tips. There's a learning curve to serving at Waffle House, and the systems are a bit old-fashioned, but I don't mind. Orders are written by hand in a ticket book, and when I'm ready to call an order in, I stand on a little square box behind the counter and nail the order to the cook. There's a code for everything. Orders have to be written a certain way and called out using special phrases. After working many shifts, I was still trying to figure out how to properly call orders. Once that, that's done, tickets are priced by hand with a calculator. When I took the job, I thought I'd hate it, but it's really satisfying. To be honest, I've always dreaded the idea of being a server, but it's grown on me. I know the names of regulars, and they know mine. I like taking their orders and chatting with them. Believe it or not, I like doing the dishes too. It is really satisfying to clean stacks of plates and realize I've completed a task. That's something I never had working at a traditional 9-to-5 desk job. Your inbox is always full and meetings seem to go on forever, and at those jobs there is never a sense of completion that I get at Waffle House. I've realized being an employee is kind of expensive nowadays. After almost nine shifts, Waffle House had paid me about $320 post-taxes. When I added that to my tips, it came to a little over $660 or $12.24 an hour. But when you factor in the cost of employment, my startup costs, the commute, taxes, and my shift meal, my hourly rate is much lower. The amount of cash I actually have on hand is closer to $9 per hour, not 12 So low wages is why employers are struggling to find workers. My Waffle House co-workers are some of the hardest working people I've ever met. they worked there for many years and they love their jobs, but I'm fortunate that Waffle House isn't the source of my livelihood. I became a server because I was curious. I got tired of listening to people trying to tell me what the labor shortage is all about without experiencing it for themselves. Based on how much I've made in tips, I think some jobs just cost more to show up to than they're actually worth to work. Now, of course, that really depends on your specific circumstance. There's quite a few servers that make crazy money. Like There's some servers that make more than a doctor and a lawyer. Now, that is not the norm, but that is a possibility, so keep that in mind, too. Let's see some of these comments. Rich's country in the world has a system in place to make customers directly pay a business employees because they're allowed to pay them poverty wages. America. So there is a labor shortage because of welfare. As the liberals pump more unearned dollars in the economy, it pushes up the price of everything, in turn trapping more people in their welfare slavery. So more and more people think that they are not paid enough because they would make more staying home living on welfare. The issue is not the pay but the welfare. End the welfare and watch all labor shortages go away. 
parent that had kids and can't feed them should be given state work opportunities to supplement their pay for food stamps. Don't want to live like that? Cool. Don't have kids when you can't afford them. Let's see. My son works 20 hours a week as a server. It makes 50k a year. See, like, that's not too, like, crazy out of the norm, like, because, like, if you're a really good server and people really like you, like, you have that type of personality, you can make really good money. Let's see. How are the tips? I just read an article about a waitress who made four grand one week in tips alone. $2.92 an hour plus tips. I'm sorry, but even $15 an hour is not a livable wage, and seeing states push so hard for that is really sad because it should be more in the $25 to $30 range. I keep seeing people see, say lazy in comments, but have you missed a part of poverty wages? It seems a lot of people just don't get it or experienced it, but if you can't even afford to pay rent or buy food, even if you work the job, what is the point? You have to keep sticking that job that pays a livable wage. Don't take these low-wage jobs. And it takes a while, but I would not recommend working a low-wage job if you don't have to. It is utterly pointless, and the only person that wins in these low-wage jobs is the company, not the worker. Interesting point. Good for her. She just found out something a majority of us found out before we were 20. Now she feels enlightened. Imagine that. The labor shortage isn't because of the pay. It's because people are lazy. Why would they go get a job if the government provides the same without having to work? Let's see. So those who say go elsewhere then are not thinking through this. For some people, transportation is a serious issue. For others, it's the scheduling. For some, it's physically impossible for them to do certain better-paying jobs. And for some, it's a lack of confidence, education, or ability. The point of the article was to show that some of the jobs just do not offer enough money to entice more workers. Then there is the health insurance component. Making health insurance a for-all proposition, like Medicare for All, would allow people to work where they fit best or to allow people to be healthy enough to work. If everyone made $25 per hour, your eggs would cost 20 bucks. Where I live, minimum wage is at $18 an hour. Not sure how anyone can hire workers at these rates. Yeah, because like the thing is, like what you got to understand, sure, pay workers more, but the only way that you could justify doing that as a company or a business is by increasing the prices of your products more, right? Well, like, for example, let's say that you were selling, like, a sandwich originally for, like, 10 bucks, right? Well, if you have to pay someone minimum wage of, like, 15 bucks or 20 bucks, 25 bucks, 30 bucks an hour, now that sandwich is going to be, like, $15, $20, $25. Like, you're going to have to ra- keep raising the price of the burger, which means the burden is going to be on the customer and that customer, like, there basically wouldn't have really been that much of a difference, right? Because if everyone's pay got increased, all the costs would have to increase to justify that paycheck increase, but the customer will end up having to pay more. So even if the customer's wage also got increased, they're still having to pay basically the same in terms of like the ratio of how much money they're making versus what they're spending. So it's kind of like an interesting thing. Like it doesn't really solve 
the problem, right? Really, the best way to solve the problem is to have things available that would allow people to increase their skill so that they are worth way more, right? At least that's, in my opinion, that seems to be better. Like if you're able to offer like certifications to people for like pretty much almost no cost and those certifications will get them skills that could basically make their market value more, then that would be like an amazing thing and people could start making way more money than minimum wage. Or you can always just go and sell something for a profit of more than $15, right? So that if you sell one product every hour, you basically will beat that minimum wage. Or sell a higher ticket product and make a bigger profit. So something to think about.